Thank you for downloading this episode of Discussing Documentaries with Rick Wharton and me, Matt Wills. Today we're doing a Rick pick. You'll never guess what he's gone for. He's gone for his old mate, Louis Farouk. And this one is Under the Knife. We needed a bit of a palate cleanser, didn't we? Yeah, the, the incels. And I, I know you got the binary opinion of, oh, not all incels. It's like, no, let's keep yeah. it nice. Let's keep it nice. <laughs> So we've gone for Louis Farouk talking about plastic surgery from 14 years ago. And it's not, I, I don't dislike Louis. I've just never been a fan. As I've mentioned a few times before, I'm really, I'm warming up to, to Louis in a big way. So when you say Louis Farouk, I'm like, oh, cool, man. Yeah, that would be nice. Just, I like his sarky piss taking quips. And he, he says it with such uh, humanity that I think it's probably me just reading sarcasm into it. I'm glad you say that because it's difficult, especially with the amount of documentaries we've watched this year. And there is no one that can be on camera in his own documentary and still be liked as much as Louis Theroux. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he's so likable. And he, even in this one, he's, um, I mean, he goes to, yeah, he goes to Beverly Hills, doesn't he? He's, he's talking to plastic surgeons and their patients. And, I think there's a Britishness where he just wants to take the piss. That's in our culture. The bants, as we call it. But he's he's good with it. He's respectful. Yet, you know, I think from an English person's point of view, you're like, nah, you're taking a fucking piss out of that geezer. And then he's serious and he's taking the... I like him, man. I'm really starting to like him. I can see why he's... you followed him in Clapham Station that time. Well, we'll just go to platform nine, but um, it's called stalking, Rick. It's okay, you know, it's all right. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to Guildford, don't know where we was going, but we're going down the same stairs, right? Um, being chased by the thing is, I was was just four steps away from him, is all it was, and uh, yeah, he doesn't move his arms when he walks, it's adorable. I like that, that's good, right? Well, it's like a Sesame Street character. They can only do the legs. Um, right, let's do the let's do the blurb quickly. Uh, so Louis Farouk under the knife from the year two thousand and seven. It was on iPlayer, but and this pisses me right off. It was I could only watch it on my computer and not the iPlayer app on my telly. Was that? I have no idea. That just that really upsets me. Um, I watched it on mine. Did you search under the knife? Yeah, I searched. I went through every like, Louis Farouk one, and you said you've got was, to go deep. You got to get into the yeah, matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to scroll right down to the bottom, and it was like the last three. Right. I think it okay. was. Yeah, no, I couldn't get it at all. Um, the director was Emma Cooper, and the money—it's non-applicable. But me and Rick helped fund it because it's on the BBC, and we pay our license fee. Uh, no accolades, and here's the blurb: Louis Farouk pulls back the folds of Plastic America and gets under the skin of plastic surgery patients that crowd the clinics of Beverly Hills. Or is it Beverly Hill? Beverly Hills. It is Hills. I thought so. Yeah. It's more than one, isn't it? Um, Yeah. Just when it kicked off, from the off, I knew I was going to like it. It's the Charlie Brown music. 
And it's all on piano. It's lovely. The way the docs are put together for Louis, it's just it's just edited right. So you see the exciting bit in the beginning in the first second. You see him signing himself up for plastic surgery. Yeah. So you know he's going to go through it himself, and then it cuts into the story. Then you meet um, Stuart Linda, and you meet the receptionist. And like this is when you talk about like you know the stereotypical plastic fake Hollywood, and everyone's trying to be a certain way. You go into this office, and it looks like a doctor's office crossed with a brothel because <laughs> the way the receptionists are dressed. It's all like Ann Summers corsets with like, you know, yeah. just frames that are going to have back problems in the future. Um, well, th- her name is Adriana and it's almost like she is an advert for his surgery on the front desk because she's had, what, six, seven procedures by him. So people walk in yeah. and they're like, oh, she's pretty. Oh, she's pretty because of him, is she? Oh, OK, then. Um we are so shallow as human beings. This and this documentary really points that out. I, I, I do you know what? I, I, as much as it's the, sh- I, I think it's the more insecurity of human beings and what it is. Yeah, maybe is the vultures that capitalize on yeah. that shit is what you see. Uh, there's a few characters that are finding that. I'm just like, oh, that's that's painful to watch someone's self-esteem being taken for everything they're monetarily worth. And, and if you think how plastic surgery came about, right? So my understanding is it was a byproduct of the war and people who got like horribly disfigured in the war. Is that like needing skin grafts? Yes. And stuff yeah, like yeah. That? And that's how the plastic surgery industry grew. Um, and with, um, so for instance, women who became, uh, who suffered breast cancer and had to have uh, surgery, a mastectomy and... Yeah, that was, you know, and then they build that up to, to help with their self-esteem. So um, just just when you say that, I can just picture like some war veteran waking up with an eye patch on, a leg missing and going, but you've got massive tits now. <laughs> <laughs> and you can still fly a plane. So that's good, right? We had a bit of fun with it. We had a bit of fun with it, right? And it turns out if I stick a beanbag under your pecs, look at them. Look at them. <laughs> the blokes who have the pectoral stuff. Do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yes. So Terry Crews, when he does this with his pecs. Yeah, the pec dad. Uh, yeah. That's because he's put the time and effort in, and he's probably got great pecs. Whereas these guys who have pec surgery, they they just look like a fat bloke at a beach. Oh. Yeah, it's a, it's upset. Bill Burr, again, he did it perfectly because he's like, what, you just got to... You're just going to wax the fender on your car and the rest of your car's now going to look shit. You've got to do everything then. It's a, yeah. it's a, a rolling downhill process. You're not happy. Yeah. And then you see the peck implants. Because i got to be honest, if someone's went, I can just stick a beanbag in your arm, Rick, and now you wouldn't look fucking gawky in a T-shirt. I'd be like, yeah, but then you know the beanbag's going to sag. Then my forearms are going to look daft, so I've got to get something. Yes. Then it's like, well, I've got small thumbs. How am I going to get that sorted? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. There was... um. There was a great program on when I was a kid called The Life and Loves of a She-Devil. And effectively, this woman's husband leaves her and she says, right, fuck you, mate. I'm going to get revenge. And basically, he leaves her for a younger, prettier woman. So she sets out extracting revenge over seven one-hour episodes. And she has so much surgery so that she eventually looks like the woman he left her for. And you're like, hang on, you've just trapped yourself 
in a someone else's body. What? Hang on, just spend the spend the time on yourself. He was a fucking piece of shit. Move on. It's funny because that actually happens within this episode. Yeah, like there is such. Yeah, that that's that's almost at the climax of it. But yeah, there that moment is but, it's damn near upsetting. But brilliant to see you on camera. <laughs> um, would right? Let me ask you this because I this is the note I wrote here, and I'm going to read this out word for word. If I was in Beverly Hills. I'd probably get surgery because I'm quite shallow. <laughs> I would. I'd get surgery. I, For me, the amount I go to the doctors, I would question whether the, the tumour is big enough to bother going. So the idea of going to the doctors to fix me ears just doesn't right. even compute. Okay. Because <laughs> we've all got shit about ourselves we don't like, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't put mirrors in my house. That's how I deal with it. <laughs> I just get I get a shock when I go past cars of tinted windows. <laughs> <laughs> but I've said this before. Me and my sister and my dad, whenever we see a mirror, we stop and we check ourselves out. We are so vain. And it, well, my sister's lovely, but it's not like, although my, and my dad looks like Freddie Mercury. So I'm not sure who I look like. But when I look in the mirror, a lot of times I'm like, yeah, you're looking good, man. It's, <laughs> it's almost i see like brad pitt i, I superimpose on there but constantly all three of us are exactly the same you got one too many clean tracks it's not to be that way man <laughs> we go into a mirror shop that's it we we need to take a tent because we ain't leaving it's <laughs> You're dressed like a mob boss on dime downtime <laughs> but then you go into the doc what is the doc dr stuart linder the first guy who's like in good shape yeah, thousand thousand breasts a year. Looks like. Uh, did you see the lookalike? Did you see that one? Uh, hit me with it. Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince Vaughn could play him. Woo! I'd say that without a doubt. Yeah, Vince Vaughn. <laughs> uh, it took me ages to get it, but, but when it clicked, I was like, "Fuck, it's Vince Vaughn." Um, I don't trust a doctor who's in that kind of shape. It, I, that's 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 a little rule that I came up with during this. I'm like, all right, a doctor needs to be almost dying himself because all he's doing is helping sick children. Because <laughs> the there idea are that this guy's doing tough mudders and, <laughs> and monitoring cycling. I don't like that that he's going under. It's it's just a Tuesday to him that he's operating on me. Well, he's he does. So he's doing a thousand a year, right? Um, and it, you see his office when he's just got a picture of like a thousand women's tits on the wall that he's done. Yeah. And then Louis pokes gently, but when you notice, he asks all the doctors the same question. And it, it, what he's kind of like niggling away at is the god complex these people have. Yeah, and he's and it, and a few of them run with it and don't say it. And we're like, yeah, you know, I never thought of it that way, but I I did kind of assist God in that one. <laughs> <laughs> but so if he does a thousand a year, right? So it's. He probably does them in pairs, so that's five hundred surgeries a year. Or do you think it's a thousand surgeries a year? I think it's a thousand surgeries. Jesus, right? I, I like, I like that. I like that you went for the numerical joke uh, on that. It took me a second there. Going, no, he doesn't just do one massive one, then come back <laughs> and be like, "Well, we're... come back next year." Um, but that's okay. So that's three or four ops a day. Yeah. Wow, that's. That's quite. But then you see the ops, and it's almost the ops which is the most um, off-putting thing. Yes. So yeah, yeah. the ops, it's like you literally see a silicone beanbag, and they just ram it in there, and then like tap it around a bit until it's in the right shape. Then they sew it up. Yeah, but I couldn't. I I couldn't watch that. 
Oh, it was upsetting. Yeah, I turned away. I was like, oh, hang on. No, I'm I'm eating a crumpet. That's that's just not going to work. We then meet uh, Nicholas Chugay from Russia. Now, he looks like someone, and I couldn't work out who. What's Angelina Jolie's dad's name? John Voigt. Right. Yeah, he looks a bit like... He's the... um, uh, spoiler coming up uh, mission impossible first mission impossible film he's the boss of not not right. the boss kendrick in the restaurant with the fish tank but the guy who sets it all up who fucks him over john voigt he plays lara croft's dad in the lara croft no he didn't tell i got you i think i've got you he didn't tell angelina jolie who her brother was and she ended up doing a, a kissing scene with him jesus yeah i know talk about sliding doors I've heard that in a few different places. We need to Google shit before we get sued. No, we're fine. Yeah. We're fine. If the voids are watching this, just retweet it, then sue us, and we'll call it even. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just before we go on to this Russian doctor, I-, I wanted to just highlight the language the doctors use. Right. Because, again, um, it's very much... A dentist buddy of mine told me how, how he had the the style of when he was explaining the expensive one, you do soft stroking motion to a fill-in and then you do like a claw movement for the cheaper one. And that was subliminal that they're going to go for the expensive one because the claw movement with his hand makes it look painful. And then there's Fuck. all kinds of weird, la- and the way language is laid. Um, so he's pointing at this woman's breast and goes, see, these are grade three toes right here. <laughs> 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 and you're like, was that the medical term? Or are you just trying to... <laughs> yeah, we're calling her a fucking saggy bitch right now. So just going to draw her and tell her she could be happy. She gives me a couple of thousand. Yeah, because these dudes are rich, right? And then you got Louie asking questions about the receptionist going, is it a requirement that you look good here? And he's like, don't answer. Don't answer. It helps, you know. You can't say it doesn't help. I, I take the fifth. And then, yeah, then we meet Dr. Chugai, which to me, this guy, you're right with the void, but it reminded me of um, basically the guy, like a failed doctor from Captain America is what yes, he reminds me yes, of. Yes, yeah. Hal Hydra. He's the one who made Red Skull. Yeah. He's like, yes, we can try this. <laughs> yes. And again, they're so open, these guys, until like Louis starts... Um... Louis starts probing a bit and you can see him slowly pulling back going is this limey pulling something on us what's going on here because because normally it's on their insecurity and like I think you're kind of wowed when you go into the normality of how they talk and it's comforting and calming when you're in there and you don't go in there without doing the research you go into the research you see all their world yeah. like you've, you've kind of already made your mind up when you're sitting there with Dr. Chuge with his fucking yes. red flag in the back He's good. I could make you beautiful, yeah, for the Reich. <laughs> but but he he makes a really good point, right? He said, "Look, you could sit on a therapist's couch for decades because you've got an issue with your nose, or I could fix it in an hour. What do you want to do?" And that's the that's the simple pill to swallow to fix, isn't it? I could go down the gym. I could go running this morning in the rain, or fuck it, that's I could the get one this. They haven't got right yet. I could fix I this. Honest, they have worked on making tits like it's the cure for cancer. They have <laughs> not done that with men's pecs. <laughs> um, and what about this guy? So Dr. Chugay's patient, and this is, 
I freaked the fuck out when I saw him. And I know I shouldn't judge people. You shouldn't. As we learned previously, you don't yuck on someone's yum. But Steve <laughs> yeah, Earhart. As, as, as a, as a <laughs> that, solid rule for, for the podcast. That's, that's a 50-50 split on that one. Because our whole job. Especially, especially from where it comes yeah. from. <laughs> like, our whole job. Yeah. Our whole job is yucking on people's yums. Because um, that's, that's your catchphrase, remember? It's okay if people just want to eat shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, funny enough, the eating shit thing made me think of, I'm looking down my nose at these people who want surgery. But I'm like, hang on. If this is going to make well, If you had happen, an operation, you wouldn't have yeah. to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'd get fixed. I'd get, my, I'd get my nose sorted. I'd get one of them cute little noses. You don't even notice it until you mention it. It's fucking no. It's, no one looks at you and went, "That's a fucking hoot." Oh god, no! And, <laughs> no and then because it's because it's covered in scars, isn't it? So I'm like, "Yeah, I need to." Uh, Again, I, never notice it, Matt. No, I mean, I've sat on that. I've sat on that side of you driving you up have, and down the yeah, country yeah. for two years yeah, now, yeah. and it's not even be like, "Oh, Matt's got a scar." Yeah. Um, I'd get that, and then I'd get a scar put on. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so it looks like you've been in a knife fight. I'd have it like down so it comes down across your eye. Matt's dream look is if you have to go to a dive bar to hire a criminal, he's the criminal's <laughs> friend who just stares at you from across the bar. <laughs> you were the best of them, Bob. <laughs> Cleaning his nails with a kitchen knife. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to look reasonably intimidated. Um but this Steve Earhart, his patient, he looks like... Have you ever seen Escape to LA? That's what I want to look like. Snake yes. Plissken. Right, I want to look like Snake Plissken. Right. Um, but again, I say that in context. I want it to look like it's the 80s again. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm looking I for. I want a long leather coat. Um, but he looks like one of the uh, plastic surgeons overdid it on in Escape to LA. Uh, and there's... Yeah, they've got these horrible, disfigured people. And it, it, he looks like one of them or... Or some fucked up cat. He looks like his head's constantly in a vice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like if you look at the guy from Casino just before his eye pops. Yeah, yeah. It's like everything on it. He's just like, Argh. hi, yes, I've... Uh, how old would you say I am? I don't tell people how old I normally am. <laughs> I can see. <laughs> Should we say I'm approaching 50? Well, anyone under 50 is approaching 50. Can you be more specific? They, but people who don't say their age because they're ashamed of it, I've never understood that. I've got a mate who won't celebrate birthdays because he doesn't like to admit he's getting older. Even though every second you're talking to him, he's getting older, right? And he, he cannot yeah, handle that's, it. What? That's a weird one. See, I don't celebrate birthdays because to me, it normally tends to be a red flag in someone's personality if they take their birthday too seriously. Fuck, Really? Oh, that's a good mm. thought process. Tell me more about that. That's good. That and Halloween. People take Halloween and that. I've had many conversations <laughs> with people. Like, uh, my birthday, um, I don't do a whole heap. And people say, that's sad. It goes, I do what I do most days. And people say, that's sad. It goes, no, I see it as I live every day like it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to live, man. But, that's it. But it's the roundup. I think it's because the years that I went to uni, it's like, okay, it's such and such a birthday this year. We're going to Smurfs. Everyone has yeah. to fucking do this. This one's a white party. That one's a fucking masquerade yeah. thing. And it's just like, all right, I'm not a, I, I'm not a big deal of that. Don't get me wrong. I had a, a couple of like ones like that when I was younger, and then yeah, I just 
when I first tried stand up, I did a uh, I did a gig and it was quite a rough pub and I got these blokes on side and we had we had quite a laugh. Um, and they come up to me afterwards and they went, mate, we're doing our mate stag do. And what we do is we hire um, a little person and we handcuff them to oh, the, no. and he goes and they just. Yeah. And he goes, you're with him all weekend. And he goes, we'll give you all the drink and drugs you need. Are you up for it? And I went, well, you'd have to pay me. And they're like, so you'd be up for it. And I went, well, how much do the other little guys charge? And they're like, it's 50. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> what is my value? It's, yeah. it's, a little guy. Like, it's 1,500 quid. And I went, yeah, I'll do it for a grand. I went, but you've got to get me pissed constantly and share the drugs. And he went, yeah, we'll do that. And it, we, it didn't happen. And I don't know why it didn't happen, but. Yeah, I can fucking fifteen hundred quid for a weekend of getting drunk and doing drugs. Yes, I'm in. Well, and I've just got to what paint myself orange. This is why I quit drinking, Rick. This is why. Yeah, this it, is. It was a self-esteem issue, clearly. Yeah. No, no, I can see your thought process on that, but you can't. Like, I don't like a stag do. It's too much of a mix of people anyway. Never mind if you don't know the fucking people. I'd be all right with that. You put a beer in oh, my hand. Yeah. I don't care who I'm with. Just yeah, it doesn't matter. How many how many years of sobriety is it currently? Uh, it's sort of eight, but two two. Ooh, I'm glad I wasn't with you that weekend. Two point five is the official. If I was going to get an AA chip, it's two and a half right. years. Um, yeah, I don't. Like yeah, there is you. You can do some mental gymnastics to want to drink again, but that right there is going to fucking Mordor and back. <laughs> um, all right, and then we meet Eve Michaels. Now, I think Eve Michaels, she's got it going on, right? This woman is switched on, so she charges two thousand dollars a day. That that's a lot of money, right? To tell people they look shit, and she'll make them look better. See, it's funny you say that because I highlighted her as probably the most evil in this. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, she's smart. She's got it going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the corporate Matt yeah. Wells there. Like, hey, hey, you're listening. People will pay for it. Why wouldn't you destroy them? Yeah. Because you start off her, right? And she's got a client. Um, Yeah, Laura. Yeah, yeah, Laura. So she's got Laura with her and she's got her in like a fucking Dorothy Perkins or whatever. <laughs> and she's putting smaller skirts on her and going, see, when you have the op done, you can wear this and your thighs won't look shit. Um, and Laura is effectively putting Eve Michael's children through college, right? No, her kids went through college a long, long right. time ago. Uh, like, they, they, this, this isn't her first client because she goes in and they're like, okay, and, and I think she looks stern, so we're going to lift her brow a little bit so shit. she's not so stern. Um, just to give her that real wow expression. Is this like that? Does that mean she's going to look like she's just saying wow the whole yeah. time? What's going on? Nothing. This is just my face. Because i got to be honest, in Dr. Linda's office, I didn't see a whole lot of eyebrows, all right? I, I, I've seen what these people are good at. The faces aren't fucking selling it for me so far of what we've seen in this documentary. Yeah, if you want boobs, you're okay. Um, and and the reason why is Laura has just split up with her long-time on-off boyfriend slash colleague. Yeah. So this is almost like that um, the TV show you said, The Devil yeah, yeah. Revenge or whatever, the She-Devil thing. 
So it's like she's going to come in there with like eight foot longer legs and a fucking, you know, you yeah. see a chest five meters before you see her coming through the door. It's But the weird thing is, right, Eve, Eve Michaels, the consultant, says to her, and then you'll get the guy that you deserve. So are you saying in her current state, she doesn't deserve the guy? So what she deserves is a guy who's going to judge her solely on what she looks like. That's not a good guy. If anything, that's the sort of blokes that Eve Michaels should be telling her to keep the fuck away from. If anything, this is bad advice and she's doing it for two bags of sand a day. Fucking hell. Go Eve, I guess. But that is yeah. that is terrible shit advice. It, it's funny when they're in the lift and she starts to cry and she says, don't you go because then I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> You evil fucking cunt. <laughs> like you have a soul. Oh, don't don't you cry. Don't you cry. All right, all right, okay, okay. Let me let me dab me tissue yeah. over my Botox face. Like, Your tear ducts were removed at birth, kid. And again, this isn't a disfigured young woman. God, you know no. what I mean? This, this, this lady is fucking fine to find someone. There yes. is not like, oh, if she had that growth removed off her fucking eyeball, she'd be fine. Yeah. No, she looks She's fine. She's not John Merrick, she right? She's not the elephant man. But what it is, is her boyfriend clearly has damaged her because she, I I don't know why they split up, right? Because there's a great saying, no matter how good looking the person is, there's someone out there who's tired of their shit. So uh, you don't know why they split up, but effectively. Is that a saying or is that just something the voices tell you on the message boards there, Matt? (laughs) The voices say a lot, Rick. I can't remember it all. Why, Why don't they all just fuck me? I don't understand that. This is... Unfair. <laughs> um, but effectively, is it not conceivable that a boyfriend was just a douche and, you know, Laura's fine? Well, maybe it wasn't the right relationship. Exactly. You know what I mean? Maybe it, maybe it ran its course. Yes. Maybe there's, there's a whole bunch of, yeah. uh, you know, loose ends on that you can't. But I also think if you're living within that area where getting an image consultant is the norm you are going to be made to feel... Because, like, you know, the people move walking in and out of those... Um, Doctor's offices are saying this look like movie stars yeah. because they've been built to look like movie yeah. stars. I mean, the men don't, but the women certainly do. But effectively, it's like putting a Lamborghini body on my Nissan Micra. It's still a fucking Nissan Micra underneath, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know that analogy works. I go, she still fucks like a Nissan. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but you're still going to be damaged on the inside. Although, it's, I guess image is a thing. I'd... I also think whatever level you get to in life, and I think there's a great Jim Jeffries bit about the only way to be happy is to be really good looking. He tells a whole amazing eight-minute story about how people are trapped. Um, and whatever, whether it's the higher up in work, the more stress you get, I think that if you were to level up your attractiveness with surgery, you discover the pitfalls of dating the more attractive people. And you watch any, and I mean any reality TV show today, and there are they are only nines and tens that are on these shows. Yeah. That's the problem I have with um, Sexy Beast has just came out, and that's where they put the animal costumes right. on them. And uh, one's dressed as a gnome, and the other one's dressed as a bear. Which one's you going to pick? But they both stand up, and one guy's six foot seven, the other one's five eleven. You're like, I think I know which yeah, one's yeah. going to pick. And then they're all models. But on all of them, they all just fuck around because they can fuck each other. Do you know what I mean? They have plenty of options. Yeah. That that is that relationship does not stand the test of time 
And I don't think you're used to the options that are about to be smashed in your face. Yeah. And also, all looks change, right? Constantly. With you, you, you don't look like the guy I met when I first met you. So, you know, your missus probably yeah, when looks I had diff- me traps, me long hair. <laughs> like. Those traps, killer traps. Uh, but people change as they grow older, as do you. There's a great Nick Ellery line that I've said before. If you can put up with this, I can put up with that. If the personality is, you've got to fucking go on personality. Not that, oh, fucking hell, he looks, he's got great cheekbones. Initially, you need yeah. that initial attraction, but after that, you're, you're attracted to their soul, right? Or their 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 personality. It's their, the connection. Yeah. yeah it's how you the just person. get on because life happens. Yes, you know what absolutely. I mean? once, once you experience some fucking shit together, then you know what? Like their fucking bone structure becomes less of an absolutely. issue. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. What you've got to ask yourself is, yeah, if I get de- if I get early onset dementia, is this person going to wipe my ass? And more importantly, am I happy with them wiping my ass? You know, if I get motor neurone disease and it gets all shitty for me, is this person going to stand by my side or are they going to fuck off? And and am I going to stand by their side? And these Beverly Hills fuckers, no, I don't think they are. Well, I could get you a living nurse, but I got to be honest; these ankles are not looking good at the beach, Tim. So, <laughs> bye, Sandra. Um, I like Farou though. He always he asks the tough questions. You know, will this make you happy? Yep. How do you know? I just know. That's not a fucking answer. I just know. That's not. That's nothing. You don't just the know. Is, I, I've convinced myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've tried other things. They didn't work. This is next on the list. If this doesn't work, I don't know. I'll just get a dog. And what did he say when he did the boobs? He went, look at that. Playboy perfect. The Beverly Hills breast. Yeah, it is fucking creepy, man. It's really creepy. But he seems like... I can't believe I'm going to say... That Dr. Linda, he seemed like a good... Was it Linda? Yeah, Dr. Linda. He seemed like a good guy. He didn't blink, Matt. He's just like, yeah, I guess I am a little bit like God. Like, I didn't trust him in the slightest. Maybe if you watched it in slow motion, you could see his tongue come out and lick his eyes. <laughs> but, Let's imagine, because like, then it comes to receptionist again. I imagine each day is just slowly gaslighting. Of course. Like, oh, that reminds yeah. Karen, that reminds me. I'm going to have to get you a, a larger a larger shirt for, for your midriff. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no what are you with? 32 now? Yeah. Okay, cool. Go, go to the cupboard for Sandra and he'll get a bigger top for her again. Muffin top say what? What? And it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, man. Did you did you shrink those trousers in the wash? Yeah. Oh, I've done that. Don't worry about it. But she she turns... he t- No, Louis turns around to Adriana's colleague and says, and do you think that she needs liposuction? And she went, yep, I think she oh, needs it. Company lady. Company yeah. lady, you're not exactly where she heard loyalties lie. Because yeah. actually, I think so. Yeah, yeah she yeah, needs you gotta it. Get, you got to yeah. get that in. She is like stick fucking thin. Yes. There is st- and she needs, and then you just sandblast her fucking sides down. Yeah. And then she's, then she's complaining about her nose. And she's got, um, and the scars she's got. So I've got some reasonably decent big scars on my body. Her ones. Check the Instagram account. Yep. Um, her ones are on her front, on her belly. And she's like, yeah, well, that's just part of it. Fuck, really? Okay. 
I think they say that heals within time, but they are going in because they had to make a new belly button for her. It, but it does heal in time. So my scars have disappeared a bit, but some of it don't go. It's it's there, right? And time, you know, that was what? Uh, eight years ago. So when she said like, you, so you think your colleague needs it? Yes. Do you, they need a little bit of English reserve here. Where you go, do you think she needs surgery? Let's put the kettle on and have a nice cup of tea, eh? Let's, let's, let's not talk about that. No sh- no sugar, please. <laughs> <laughs> the aggression of the diets they must be in in that office must be like, if you yeah. put a paper clip out of place, they must be fucking knowing that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make her change her fucking ears by the end of the month. She pissed me right off the file in those reports. And when he goes, okay, can you take pictures, please? Thank you. There's no sincerity in that thank you. Nothing. They were just fucking words. He may as well have said, picture, now. Um, But what Adriana says was, oh, well, thank God for plastic surgeons. This is why they were invented. That they weren't, they weren't invented, Adriana. Um, Yeah, listen, maybe just put a couple of, put a little bit of your salary towards I don't know mindfulness. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that just sounded so dumb, and she doesn't seem dumb. Yeah, God invented no, plastic no, surgeons, it's, it's, did he? But then that same God gave you your body and your face. So isn't that acceptable then? What are you saying? God isn't good enough, and this guy needs to fix it. You're, so you're shitting on God's work, Adriana. Well, it's 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 a justification to your own cause, isn't it? It just bends yeah, to whatever yeah. will they want to do. It's her insecurity and whoever was an arsehole to it to make her think that or whatever, you know, like uh, media that's filtered in that's made them feel like they're just not good enough. It's, 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 it's a whole thing. And again, there are so many people like that. And I imagine she sees it every day. So she's got that kind yeah, of the worst God, personality yeah. to work there coming in and out and in and out and in and out like the that I, I don't know i think it's a, it is I, i'll go with you saying a mental health issue at this point because you get addicted and then you see that guy who's fucking got the stretched out yeah, eyebrows yeah 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 like that's 10 years down the line yes all right there is a time to fucking hit the stop button yeah yeah there is which isn't your belly button that's been removed that's not the stop <laughs> button anymore. That, that doesn't work um and then we meet uh, the liposuction specialist, Dr. Emeron, and he's looking at Eve's client, Laura. And he says, uh, this is what we call the saddlebag region, and we're going to make it... Exactly, it's the words yeah. they use. We- it's the ugly trough region of Piggy Piggy <laughs> here. And what I do is I gently rip this shit out with a kitchen knife. Um, he says, we're going to make it less poochy. What, what what day did you learn that in medical school, Doctor Emeron? Less it's, poochy? What the fuck? And it's said with such calm and fucking real vernacular yeah, yeah. that it just goes in. Yeah. And once that language is into it, you're like, oh no, me che- me cheeks are looking like a mutt. Yeah. Like I, I don't even I can't even think of the language. Yeah. Oh fuck, I'm poochy. Ah oh, shit. Quick enough for it. Yeah. Um. And it, he Louis says to him, "Have you ever had surgery?" And he went, "No, I've never had surgery." Fuck that. It's that slapdown hair of his that I didn't quite but like. But he's got money. He doesn't need surgery. He's got a fucking shit yeah. ton of money from doing surgery. He reminded me of he's the a... doctor on House who quits plastic surgeon because he wants to get back to real medicine. And Dr. House eventually breaks him down and says, 
why did you really quit plastic surgery? And he was like, yeah, all right, because I'd just cheat on my wife with all the clients. <laughs> I Because they were the low-hanging fruit. They were so damaged anyway. And we are shitting on these poor people who want plastic surgery, right? But if someone come up to me and it's- said, like, do you want to... Do you want a killer 20-minute set? I'd be like, really? What, no one would know? And they're like, yeah, it's this much money. I'd be like, no, I don't. But I could see the benefit of... It would cross my mind, right? If you could go back in time, you can do this joke before that comedian. You're like, all right, and you get back. What, Chris Rock's jokes? I don't think I can tell these in the fucking (laughs) (laughs) night. That's not going down well in Harlem. (laughs) Only two kinds of people. But you can see, I I guess there's part of me that can see why they, they do it. Because I think you need to get there from the hard work. Oh, I can understand the insecurity. Now, I, as always with my opinion, I come from the opinion of someone that couldn't afford to do that anyway, so I may as well convince myself <laughs> it would have been a bad idea to do it. The best plastic surgery we could do is hats. Hats and glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've switched to light colour hats so you can't see dandruff from my head without hair. <laughs> But we need the and the liposuction, right? So Louis like, yeah, I'm going to get some liposuction then. Let's see how it goes. But we need the fat. Fat is really important. Like there's a book, right, by Jasper Ford. And basically uh, it's about uh, society has basically entered the ice age. And we hibernate for huge stretches of time. And he goes, basically, you need to have a bit of lumber on you. Because when you hibernate, you actually burn fat, right? Um, yeah, so it doesn't eat yeah. muscle or something or you, like that, You'll or? just waste away. And basically, he because it's so cold, he falls asleep in the cold. Um, and they don't find him for about, it's a, I think it's about six weeks. And he's basically, because he had a bit of lumber on him, he was all right. And they trade like dairy milk chocolate bars and stuff. And that's the currency. And the, everyone's all about food because they've got to keep as much fat on as possible. Because it's it's key to our fat is key to our survival. That's why we eat it. That's and the body is pro is programmed to hang on to fat because it's key. Some people it's you know they they overdo it, but and these people are like, no, get rid of it. No, fuck it. Come the zombie apocalypse, mate. Only the fat people are going to survive this one. I gotta be honest. Halfway through that, you mentioned dairy milk, and I remembered that I've still got one in my suitcase when I was down south last week, and I checked out. <laughs> oh yeah, that you bought for me. Oh yeah. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. I got it off the Andover guys. I demanded it from behind the bar <laughs> when they were trying to get us to come back. I went, "You got any sweets?" <laughs> <laughs> we're so shallow. <laughs> really, really fucking funny though, because it was like the barman was like, um, he had a few women who'd stayed behind drinking, so he's giving them free drinks. And he's like, do you want a drink, mate? And I'm like, uh, no, but have you got any sweets? And he went, uh, all right, what do you want? Dairy milk? I went, get us four dairy milk bars. And I know I goes, get me a dairy milk bar. And he, and he yells over at the other barmaid who had to go to the other room to get it. And he went, uh, Michelle, get him four. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, it's a real power move. Yourself, a real power move. <laughs> you look big time, big time. Well, if if you get the anyway, surgery right, so say for instance you had a nose job. I'm not saying you need a nose. Let's just get this clear. I, it has been. It's the only thing that's been complimented on me. Uh, no, in you've, twelve you, years. No, you have got a great nose, and I like. I that's it. Were you were you at the Worthing gig when that derailed the whole set? No. Well, right, yeah, so, probably. But um, there's been a trillion gigs. It's since. That, it was the. 
Yeah, it was the little art basement we did in Worthen first, the one that was the socially. I love that one. gig. Yeah, yeah. And someone came up to me and says, I've got a, a, an amazing nose and I can't take compliments. I'm like, all right, where's the uppercut coming here? So, and then they go and sit down. And then Johnny, who's comparing, who's a Life 2.0 Johnny, says, all right, should we get out the guy who has the amazing nose? <laughs> and I came on stage. And I shit you not, from the left-hand side, there was like an audible gas going, he has got a good nice <laughs> nose. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on here? You right? have got a good and nose. I came... I came home and I told our lass, and she went, yeah, yeah, I've mentioned to my sister about your nose. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> and did you, you didn't know but, this in advance? No, no, not at all. You never get talking about fucking compliments in my family or anything like that. It's like, Richard, why are you looking like that? But um, the funny thing is, I told my good looking mate, I went, yeah, I got a compliment. And like, again, he, this guy has no problem getting with him. He's got the fucking best hair, decent shape without ever working out. And he's just got the confidence to fucking put Like, He's never single. He's always fucking well fed in that fucking arena. And I says, yeah, they went, and this woman went, oh, he has got, and he went, no, you don't. I've got way better nose. He got so insecure that like my nose was going to be poking into his territory of being the good looking one. He couldn't like, who said that? What? Your your nose? What? No. No, you'll be fucking... I was like, all right, this is my circle. This is why I think this way. This is... But just say you had a nose job and then... Uh, you don't mess with perfection. Five, five. <laughs> Three women. Three women in Worthen thought I had a good nose. Right, but then like 10 years later, so you have a kid. Would just your new nose sort of get into your DNA so that the kid gets the new nose? That's a good question. I don't think it does. No, I don't think it does either. But I was like, the because the body's surely going, oh, fucking hell, some things have changed here. Or is it? I... See, when you said having a kid, I can just picture these women going into labor now and like in the final stretches, those final pushes, the dog going, oh, shit, what? Her tits are falling off. Right, yeah. Pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> we got to go C-section. The tits won't make it mm. out. Yeah, I've, just, I've always wondered silicon. how that... She wasn't even pregnant. He's redoing, like Dr. Lindsay starts redoing Adriana's boobs and he goes, now they're going to be perfect. Dr. Linda, you you did them previously. So what did you do a botched job last time then? He went, well, she hasn't got even breasts. Yeah, but you've worked on them, sir. That's your job. I can't. I I I mean I I can't speak for myself, Matt. We've had different life experiences, but when it's ever came to me with a woman shirtless, I've never once got a fucking spirit level out. Listen, love, I don't know about you, but I've got fucking standards here. All right, what what is this about? You you you're a click off at least half a click. What what is this? Are you standing on the t- a carpet? Or the tile? What? What bit? Are you standing on both? So you're slightly lopsided. What's going on? Oh, is I'm pulling me belt up angrily. Good dear, man, <laughs> get out of here! Because <laughs> no one's body is perfect, right? I think my left nut hangs lower than my right nut. <laughs> That's you know, it's never been mentioned. Well, not to you. I mean, all the friends know about it. Apparently, I did. My nose, my nose was never mentioned, Matt. No. <laughs> Whereas now it's a thing. Uh, now they're watching me blow my nose like it's a Diet Coke advert. This is why she hides the hair fever tablets. She loves it. <laughs> Go on, blow it. Blow on it. Go on. <laughs> you... Not the fingers. Not the fingers, Ward. Don't ruin it. Um, 
and then they do liposuction on surgery and oh just one second before you get to louis one because you see the eyebrow and that looks like some serial killer shit right there they fucking stick the needle in they bang it in and you look like the lumps that come up of the fucking botox to it is just like oh no i'd say i stopped watching that i couldn't i couldn't watch any of that that was the first time someone did that, they had to hope those lumps went down. Yes. You look like fucking Hellraiser. Like, Jesus wept. Like, Yeah. And then, as you said, then it goes into Louis. And he, they keep him awake so he can interview the guy as he's doing the surgery. And damn, he, oh. jams, he jams that needle into his side, doesn't he? And starts sucking out fat. Cutting a chicken breast, do you know what I mean? Just fucking, it was awful. Ooh. The way that's going in just said no to me ever doing that. Like, just, yeah. Sh- 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 it yeah. is. That, that got to me that bit. Yeah, me too. And but then the he holds he's it up doing afterwards. It. It's orange. It separates, doesn't it, into a, an orange chunk. The, bl- and the blood chunk. and the fat, yeah. Oh, God. But the oh, fact Louis doing it sets him apart. This is. The the clear yeah. the closest thing to that in a documentary is Super Size Me, and all that guy did is have my diet for the first year of university. <laughs> yeah, but he did it as a healthy person. You weren't that healthy when you went into university, so for you it was like you just took one more step to to being even more damaged. Whereas he had to take twenty steps to become damaged, and that's why it affected yeah, him more. You know, you were already screwed. He was. And it it took him about a year or so, didn't it, to fix himself from those thirty days. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, that that university died. But since I didn't read the um, the forms correctly, I thought that loan was for me to live on till January. I didn't realize after a month they take out the accommodation fees. So there's me eating a mac as a day, mixed grill, getting out of the drink. Going, God, what's what's the young ones all about? This is easy as fuck. And then one day you go into your uh, thing, and I've got like eighty-seven pence left in, and I'm like, oh dear. And that was October, and I had to survive from October till uh, January on eighty-seven uh, pence. I had nice. like a slice of bread with salad cream a day. I that is how I was living. I didn't start drinking water until like I met my current partner. And I can't imagine the bad decisions I was making. I was just a fucking wreck. Fucking hell. I'm lucky to be chatting to you today. Jesus. Um, it reminded me, right, when he... I had one of those smart belts. Do you, remember, do you know the cable belts where you just pull them? Yes, yes, it's, yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had a red smart belt in, like three pairs of jeans that were just slowly getting bigger for me. I just have to keep cracking the belt up and they were just getting like parachute pads. It was so fucking unhealthy. It's unbelievable. Fuck, man. How did you carry on drinking? I didn't have to drink as much. Oh, because there was less of you. So less fat on your liver. So you got pissed So quicker. you were just, so you were just fucking battered and slivering around the high. I guess like very... Genius. No, no, Genius. this is not something to be fucking advertised. No one's looking at me going, I want to live like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, when he's talking, so Louis interviewing him as he's doing the surgery on Louis. And you're right, that does set him apart. It reminded me of, um, you know, the Seinfeld bit where he goes, and oh, what's the captain doing telling us what we're flying at currently? And he goes, I don't need to know that. I'm not sitting in the passenger seat going, yeah, and I'm up here eating these peanuts. Not all at once, though. Um, why would you want to interview someone who's doing surgery on you? Fucking get them to pay attention. 
They're sticking things in you. Like you say, like Louis covered. If something goes wrong, even better. If it goes right, he's got you know. I think he's genius for doing it. Truly do. I think you got liposuction on our taxpayer license base money. Of course. And and let, let we have to go on record and say, Louis, not in bad shape. You know, he's in good you shape. You look at Louis Theroux in any form of his fucking documentaries. You go, there's a guy who needs liposuction. No, and he's a he's a good looking fella, right? He's a great face to look at. He's just he's got so much character. Um, but he does. He looks scared, right? As he's there, he's laying there. He looks. He's like, no, I'm okay. Are you? No, you're not, Louis. His voice is croaking. Yep, yeah. Well, when someone has a fucking knife inside you, you realise you're playing yeah. with real shit. Do you know what I mean? This, this, it's it's a live grenade you got going around there. Yeah. When I've got my hips fixed, you have to um, you have to sign a document saying that you understand you could die, right? And then they sort of leave you alone in this corridor, and my sister and like my missus had to leave, and I was just sat there all alone. And this was when I got the first one done, and I was like. Okay, I might not wake up from this. Okay, I'm all right with that. And I sort of, I had my, I think alcoholics call it like a come to Jesus moment. I was like, actually, I'm all right if I die. I've lived a, I've lived quite a good life. I'm all right with that. And it's changed my outlook ever since. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm good. There's not much more I really want to do. I've done most things. I like the uh, the Sorry. the level of acceptance. You're just like, uh, at least I won't have to pay for the parking in this <laughs> fucking place. All right, let's do this. Four pound an exactly. hour. I don't know exactly what they're doing. I just want that that moment for the doctor who's going to be operating you to walk out and like slip on a banana peel and drop scalpels everywhere and can't get them. Do you know like a complete pratfall <laughs> naked gun comedy of errors? He's just like, hey, and he's like snapping pens by accident, going, see, you're in there, guy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and Lewis. Nurse, have just... you seen my Xanax? <laughs> <laughs> and even the doctor says to him, he went, So listen, if you're feeling a bit of anxious, you know, we can give you some Valium. Do you want some Valium? Take some Valium. Louis's like, No, I'm, I'm all right, actually. You'll be all right. But it... yeah, because he wants to ask the question. Yes. That's, that's why he did yeah, take yeah. the Valium. But yeah, he did look scared. Um, and then he goes to see Adrian, who's the German we haven't, I don't think, he's the one who got the peck implants. And the arm implants and things like that. So he goes to see him after his latest. And the funny thing about we haven't mentioned that. So they say his, Louis didn't have to give his real name, but he's changed his name since moving over here. So he's a German guy called Adolf. He's just like, yes, my name is Adrian now. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't need that with that accent. That's no. that's cruel parenting, right? Absolutely. There. Yeah, yeah. And he said, um, he said, why are you getting the the surgery? And he goes, well, look, I've had. Um, he goes, if you're being told you're ugly every day, you believe it. And he goes, and that damages you. And he went, who told you you, was, you were ugly? And he went, oh, my stepdad every single day. I've been in therapy for years and now I just get surgery. And it comes back to what the Russian Dr. Chuge said in the beginning. I can fix this, mate. There you go. And he, to be fair to, what was his name? The German? Uh, Adrian. Adrian. No, Adrian. Um, he did seem happy. Did you see what you were stood in front of in one of those interviews? No. You had, do you know, like when you have a case of like miniature figures or your collectibles in a house, like it's an adult thing, like a glass case of where you put your. Yeah, what did he have? Fabergé oh, eggs. Thought, yes, and you're like, Fabergé eggs. There is a man who does not like money. <laughs> That's uh, Bleeding Gums Murphy, isn't it, from The Simpsons? 
I was doing great until my Fabergé egg addiction. <laughs> I thought it was Krusty, but no, Krusty's like, I, I got a 10K a day addiction to moon rocks. And then he takes it and goes, this just gets me to normal. <laughs> um, and then Laura gets done with her surgery and her and the, uh, her consultant, Eve. Uh, uh, consultant, Oh, yeah. for fuck's sake. She comes out. What a cunt. And I don't use that word often. What a horrible person. Um, but fair play, she is still nailing it, right, from the money point of view. Um, and she says she stops traffic now. Well, that's fucking dangerous for a start. That's not a good thing, Eve. Um, who wants to sit in now, traffic? builders whistle at her breast. It's awesome. <laughs> yes. That's disgraceful, isn't it? They've effectively broken out, down like, this poor girl and then given her Looking surgery. like a fembot from Austin Powers. Yeah. No. But to me, it's all about the dynamic. So, like, when she comes out in that dress, like she's going to the Oscars, like, it's like, a, or real, like reality TV yeah. stars are addressing that. It's like, it's a swimsuit kind of, like, booby type top. And you're like, you know, she wore that the first day back into the office and walked around like Jessica Rabbit yeah. just around the exit fucking place. But there just seems something dishonest about Eve's profession that she's doing that. Oh, God, yeah. And- Fuck you. It's like, yeah, because you're ugly on the outside. So we're going to fix that. And then other people who are actually ugly on the inside can spend time with you, even though you're nice on the inside. It doesn't match up. And then we get to meet her boyfriend. This is, again, this is... This is what I love about a documentary. So you've heard they were on again. He lives in the building. So he lives in the same building as her. They work at the same place. Yep. And then... He comes on down after they've broke up, broke a heart. She's now had all this uh, surgery, and they haven't. I wish they spoke to him before this. This is the only so I. critique yes. I have of this. I wish they got a talking head of him before about how he didn't think the relationship was working out. <laughs> you know, we were right? in different because, places. You know, yeah, it wasn't it her. Is, it was probably me. It wasn't wasn't meshing as he's kicking his spirit level out of camera shot, <laughs> and then. <laughs> Because he comes in and he's just got this beaming fucking smile on him, and he's just like, "Yeah, I see, I, 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 I see potential in this relationship developing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's about her confidence. Now that she's got her confidence, I feel that both of them are just fucking amazing. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so shallow. And listen, he in effect sums up pretty much every single bloke that we are fucking shallow." We are shallow. We cannot not look. It's we cannot be not mesmerized by women, if if you lean that way, right? It's yeah, and he's he, his shallowness comes out, right? It's uh, it, again, it's the look on his face when he's just got that fucking grin staring through her like she's a fucking piece of me. Yeah, it's like. Hey, now I feel like she's more of a complete person, and there is definitely oh. hope in this, but. N- but now she's swimming in waters where you're not, mate. Yes. That's the thing. Yeah. What do you fucking wish for here? Because you better believe she is still with him. I guarantee that shit. That would be good to know. I'm wondering who she's with now. That would be really good to know. I would like to know yeah. that. We'll get a follow-up. Um, and it, it finishes off with the results Louis got with his lipo. I think he felt quite damaged by it. Not physically, mentally. Yeah, he says he feels like he's cheating. Yeah. Like, he's now got this body that he didn't work hard for. 
The end shot is him doing a Rocky montage of running down the beach. Yeah, the Rocky three. No, Rocky. Yeah, Rocky. I think three. it is Rocky oh, three. With, yeah, with, yeah, with. Uh, who did he? Who did he train with him? Apollo. Yeah, yeah. Apollo. Um, yeah, man. Just it was really interesting. I must admit, I really was. He's just he does it so well. Always like interesting subjects. There'll be some point we've got to start doing the darker ones. You'd be amazed the amount of boobs in the Louis Theroux documentaries we've watched, which isn't intentional, but that's where we get tended the most crackpots. Right. <laughs> because like, what have we done? We've done uh, like Lake, uh, polyamorous couples. Yeah. Lake Palmer. We've done Lake Palmer and the Thai Brides, yeah. and now we have uh, Under the Knife. Why don't, when a few, ta- few go sign, let's, let's do one of his latest ones. Because they're all quite old, the ones we've done. The latest ones, I mean, I mean, polyamory is like the newest oh, right. okay. one that we've right. done, closest to date. Like, no, he's done since then, but that's the most modern day Louis one we've done. Right. But even then, he's got he's got very little patience now. He's seen some shit. He's sat with people with fucking dementia <laughs> patients. He's yeah. he's been in like Ma- Miami maximum security jails. He's, yeah. he's been on the fucking streets of the drug lords. He's He's fucking seen someone have an assisted suicide. Do you think he gives a flying fuck whether or not you two are quite figuring it out in your six-person relationship? Yeah. <laughs> but for me, Louis doesn't go below a four. I think that for a 58-minute documentary, interesting subject, you see the crackpots, he asks the right questions, and even fucking does it himself. That's... Yeah. Name more you can ask from, and that's that's a four from me. What are you giving Blimey. it? Yeah, okay, I'm going to give that a three and a half, just... I would like to have found it. I just wanted the follow-up of what happened to Eve. And I really did hope she told that bloke to fuck off and her consultant and everyone. The consultant is much yeah. sure, yeah. Um, and yeah, did you yeah. notice that the boyfriend knew the consultant? He walked in. And he, oh, sorry, not Eve. We're talking about Laura is the girl. I beg your pardon. So when the boyfriend walked in to see Laura, he said to the consultant, Hey, Eve, how are you? What? What have you... Did you hook these two up together, Eve and her client, Laura? How much... Yeah, what's your kickback on the commission there, Brian? Oof, yeah. Ah, it's fucking awful. All right, so that is a seven and a half from us. Um, check out our older episodes. Let's just, let's just do a quick bit of advertising from our sponsors, who are Rick and Matt, and our Patreon people. Thanks, Patreon people. Um, check out our older episodes. Uh, if you do sign up to the Patreon, Making a Murderer is dropping on Thursday, the 12th of August. That is Making a Murderer. And the second episode is hopefully dropping <laughs> the following Thursday. Because <laughs> there is a switch up on the editing, folks. And let me tell you, you are paying for choppy waters ahead. Ricky has got the master control. Ricky's going to operate the mouse and I've got to go work in an office for six months. Uh, but we'll carry on chucking content down here. But listen, what we ideally what we need is more Patreon people. And the Patreon is so worth it. And the, we've just had a new person sign up to the Patreon. So, yeah, welcome to the uh, what what sort of what with the discussing documentaries tribe. We, we we don't have a collective term name oh, okay. yet because we don't want to put anyone off from being okay, in it. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> it's a Groucho Marx, isn't it? I wouldn't join any club yeah. that would have me as a member. Um, and yeah, listen, like what we do, leave a review on our Facebook page. And Rick, what is coming up next? I think that's what everyone wants to know. What is next week's uh, episode? 
I will select it due to the insane schedule Matt Wills has just put himself on. We are going to be carefully selecting some, and maybe there's a Patreon pickup next. There's a few that we've been asked to oh, do, so good. we may drop one of those. Yeah, yeah. But also coming up, uh, it's been released, is Pray Away, which is one that I'd really like to get done on Netflix. I like to look at that. So maybe Pray Away next. I want to see um, Bob Ross. So Bob Ross was, is he the artist? he's the artist guy with the big hair. Yeah, in America, there's a documentary about him and what happened to his money and the big bun fight that happened. And the guy I follow right. on YouTube, Darren Van Dam, he was raving about it. But well, it, for just nine pounds a month, you can select one of those. There you don't go. Go. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we'll we'll put that on the list. I'll, I'm up for checking and, that. And. Uh, if you do want to giggle, it is well worth following our Instagram feed because uh, funny man Rick puts up some lovely memes and they're also on the Facebook page. Anything more before we wrap up? I'm off to cook a roast. What are you off to? What are you doing today? Uh, I, I just woke up before this, so I don't know what the to-do list currently says, but we're halfway through Gears of War 2 currently, made my over half, so hopefully completing that. Greatest video games ever. No, they're not bad. Yeah, man. Enjoy. All right. All right, I'll, uh, I'll see you later. Ta-da. Take it easy, guys. Thank you for listening. <laughs>